And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. It is an honor to be back. I know it took a little time away, and I definitely needed it. The pressures and insanity of the world were for getting the best of me. And I'll admit that. And I did not want to process my shadow and my mental laundry on this show. One, because I don't want to bring you down. I want to raise you up. Even though we go through some tough areas, I hope that with the guests we talk about, the knowledge at least is there that you can become empowered. You can take that away and walk away from it. And the second reason is... If I'm telling you about all the problems that are going on in my life, I'm going to owe you money because you're going to be like, hey, hey, what are we, a therapist? You owe us money. You know, we're here to listen to, to insights and cool people. What do we hear about you? We know you're nuts. There's no point, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'll just give you a little uh, insight as far as the shadow processing stuff goes. I don't know about you. But as this year has progressed, I keep on finding that more and more people I once thought were close, dear friends or allies, I, they just show their true colors in a, in a split second. Like, how did I not see this from years ago? And it's like they go to the dark side, whatever, and I, they, they're out of my life. And it's shocking at how fast it is. And I don't think I'm that big of an asshole. I, I know I'm a little bit of an asshole, but I'm not like a big one. I generally, if I'm not a nice guy, at least I'm a funny guy to be around. But these things are happening really quick. And it's one way, it's pretty cool because for every person that has, you know, left my life, a new person has come in that's been twice as cool. And I'm not just saying that, but it's, it's been pretty awesome. It's like somebody's waiting in the wings for that. So I don't know if that's happening for you. So if somebody has left your life and, you know, because, they, you know, not physically died, but just walked away, I guess there's something good. Somebody recently we had on the show in the last three months was Vincent Jenna. And he just, ah, man, he just revealed his, some dark stuff. And I just took him to his show now, so he was no longer available. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention in case you were looking for that. But uh, I've talked to some uh, teachers, and they told me a few things about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, so I'll relate to you what they have relayed to me. First thing is that this program is not about me in any capacity whatsoever. I am just the uh, glorified waiter. I'm the person that goes around from table to table meeting other teachers and leaders, and we want to call it. I take whatever information they have, and I present it to you. And apparently, this particular show, there are some of our listeners that are having a significant role in transforming humanity for the better. So it's pretty cool. 
You know, I may be a, a bit of a dumbass, but the people who are listening right now, they are going to either be the leaders or future leaders that are going to help humanity push things down the road. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. I think I'm, I'm all excited about that. We're going to be really positive about that. Another thing I wanted to bring to your attention is that I was thinking about what Larkin Rose had said. He's somebody who's been on our show a couple times. And he said that when you're engaging with people, your goal is never to really you know, win the argument or win them over to your side. Your goal is to get them to question. And you want to play a role in getting humanity to, to, to walk farther down that field towards more freedom. And he's very hopeful. So I think that you know, all of you out there, if you can talk to people about freedom and talk to them about growth, you know, that's terrific probably help our feature guest today is a dear friend it's somebody who pulls me uh, from the edge uh, when I'm about to go over the edge as far as sanity goes and he's drowned and he's a warrior and he's going to be teaching you today about uh, how to be strong and what the world uh, looks like going ahead let us begin tonight's pro show let it be let us begin tonight's show there we go it is a great pleasure to welcome back to our show for the third time, Dylan Charles. He's the founder and publisher of Waking Times. He is also an individual that will help others to get to the place where they want to go. Call him a catalyst of growth, a catalyst of evolution. You can learn more about Dylan by going to his website at wakingtimes.com. Dylan, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey Ryan, I'm doing really good under the circumstances. Thanks under for the me. circumstances, and uh, let's address the elephant in the room. A vast majority of the people on the planet are just cowardly little—I don't know—drones. I don't know what's going on. I thought there was some hope there. What do you feel right now? What do you do? You have hope right now? Are you hopeful things are going to turn on, or do we need to have a great exodus of these little order followers to get out of the picture? Are they are they mm. holding up the whole evolution? <laughs> As uh, Ron Paul pointed out recently, there's two kinds of people in this world. There's, there's those who wish to be left alone and those who wish to interfere in other people's lives. And uh, I feel definitely like I'm one of the, the first group. I'd like to be left alone. We've been following all this information for a long time. But as much as I, I want to be hopeful, I know that there's a lot of catching up that people have to do. You know, an example of that, Ryan, is I was talking to my my mother last night, actually, and she said something interesting to me. She's from California, but she's been living in Costa Rica, and she's about to go back to California for a couple of weeks to take care of some business. And everybody there, man, is freaked out. Masks, um, social distancing, really? with, your family, with your family, everything. All of the friends that she has there are like, like really, really into it. And so, you know, this just this week, uh, Governor Newsom, what are you, like it was a health mandate saying you have to wear masks outside of your home. So basically any, anywhere. You have to wear a mask outside. I guess if you're hiking in Yosemite, you're supposed to wear a mask. Uh, and then he was also caught having dinner with no yeah, mask with a bunch of people that. breaking all of his, you know. So so my mom's pissed off, right? She's like, I'm pissed off about what's going on in California. And I said, great. Well, welcome to the club. I've been pissed off for 20 years. Do you remember? And the funny thing is, Ryan, you know about this. You were talking talking about these issues 15, 20 years ago. You know, we were talking about uh, it just goes on. We were talking about 9-11. We were talking about the Federal Reserve. We were talking about the, how the, the push for the cashless society, the the Orwellian never-ending wars, the culture wars going on in society. We were talking about all this stuff, and she, she's known about it. And her comment to me last night was that, was that well, 
yeah, you're absolutely right. I do remember. But the last 20 years haven't been all that bad. Okay, the last 20 years haven't been all that bad. If, Ryan, if you're not paying attention, if you're choosing to be ignorant of what's going on, I mean, none of the stuff that's happening today just fell in our lap overnight. They're not talking about a great economic and social, uh, you know, technocratic reset um, that they just made up this year, you know, to address COVID. These are things that have been in the works for a really long time. So, I mean, I'm hopeful, but there's a lot of willful ignorance going on. It's crazy. And, it's really yeah, crazy. It's, <laughs> I don't know what the answer is to break through that, although I will say what, what what gives me hope is that, like, honestly, the more and more people I talk to on an individual basis, people are fed up. You know, this thing is like, it's landing on people's doorsteps. You know, I've got friends whose, like, parents can't, you know, can't afford to, to you know, pay their rent anymore because their coffee shop is closed down. And, you know, it's just, at some point, it's going to land on your doorstep. And that's what makes me hopeful. You know, I, I'm the type of person who's always learned lessons, uh, like, I hate to say it, the hard way. Like, I've seen here. I hit rock. Yeah, I've had to hit rock bottom in my life. I mean, all the freaking way to the depths. You know, I've had to go all the way, and I, I somehow I'm, I'm so hard headed, or just thick skulled, or whatever you want to call it. But I have to be beaten over head, over the head with the, the truth. I, you know, until I can no longer repress and hide the truth anymore. And that's when, that's when all that fire and all that energy and all that like motivation comes naturally for change. And and you know, that's when the shift really happens in people's individual lives. Is when you know, like the worst thing that they could imagine lands on their doorstep. So it's coming. I just don't know what it's going to take for this reaction to happen because we just interviewed Doug Casey last week and mm -hmm. I said, Doug, you know, what is it going to take for people to react and stand up? And I don't know if I sent you that text, but I, my, where I am in North Carolina, I sent something out to 17,000 of my neighbors. And I said, "Would if the government orders you to cancel Christmas and orders you to not have people over, are you gonna are you gonna follow their orders? You know, I, I did it kind of as a joke, and seventy seven percent of the people said they would do it, and that's when oh. I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, that's just, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, there were people who gave up their lives, who fought so hard for those freedoms, and these sacks of sh shit, I call them <laughs> lazy sacks. Of, they oh, just, yeah. they just come so complacent, and they're so easily pushed over. But what, what does that what does that what does that tell you though about people in general though Ryan I mean I don't know. I've written about this I've written about this before many times at, at, at waking times but you know people are we're programmable you know like if we're programmable life forms right I have, I have one of my shaman friends uh, one of one of my old teachers uh, someone who's journeyed a whole lot and spent a whole lot of time in those realms uh, told me a story once about how he visited uh, he visited beings outside. You know, he left the surface of the planet and some some journey and visited some beings and consulted with them and got the got the scoop on the history of the human race. Oh my race. God! What did it say? Yeah, you know it's well, it's not pretty. You oh know? sure, and, well, and, I love and, to hear and it. It's, right, and it's hard to say. You know, if this stuff comes deep, you know, from deep in the shadows of someone's psyche, or if or if uh, or if people actually really tap into some you know some thread of truth that's you know some cosmic fiber of truth that it's not really perceivable and everyday reality but but the story was that yeah they're doing to to planet earth what they already did to mars which is they they you know there's these off-planet beings some kind of interdimensional alien kind of things and i don't usually get into this kind of stuff uh, too deeply but i do find it fascinating uh, and he said they had their way with mars you know they came and extracted all the resources they could get off mars and then leveled the planet and now it's just a big you know pile of red dust and then they moved on to planet earth some hundreds of thousands or millions of years ago right <laughs> and they chose they chose the human species to do that work because humans are programmable we do two things very well we we uh, we solve problems and we follow directions and so we so in a sense the human race has been chosen 
this is you know some, someone else's perspective, but the human race has been chosen to to uh, do the work of these entities on planet Earth, and it's work that takes a long time, a really, really, really long time. And so here we are. We are programmable beings, whether you know it's a cosmic issue or not. I mean, look at how schools work, how you know government indoctrination works, how you know good old Edward Bernays and the the science of propaganda works. I mean, these guys figured this out. Uh, real clearly in the last century that you know the human beings can be uh, led along a string especially if you tap into their base you know their their, their most base psychology you know their the, the roots of their psychology their sexual desires their desire for survival um if you can tap into that you know we're pretty much able to we're, we're pretty much you can string us along and have us do anything you know you've seen history yeah you know mass murder genocide do you think that we're headed towards a mass uh, genocide with a vaccine uh um what do you feel? Well, Well, regarding the vaccine, I mean, it's it seems pretty clear to me that. I mean, my my perspective. Let's just say it this way: my perspective on the vaccine is that, um, it, people are looking at it without even slightly considering um, the bigger picture of the fact that it's a product. It is a it is a product that's going to be for sale on a market. Right. So, the, so people are forgetting that there's a motive, uh, a profit motive involved, first and foremost. And then if you if you take the fact that like any information about adverse you know, uh, reactions or side effects, to vaccines being heavily censored uh, there, you know, there's immunity for vaccine companies Like people just don't know. And so if you combine that with like we've been programmed with this fear to believe, you know, we are afraid of germs. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have hand sanitizer. <laughs> it just. <laughs> You know, these are all things that have come about in, you know, just the last couple of decades. But so, so, you know, in my perspective, we're, we're programmable. And if that, if we, if we can be programmed to believe this, we can be pro, you know, deprogrammed, you know, and I've, I've lived that in my own experience. We can be absolutely deprogrammed. You know, sometimes it takes things uh, very strong to hit us over the head, like, you know, the rock bottom or the, uh, you know, like the dark night of the soul to, like I said, break us out of our, our programming or, or our perceptual bubble that we're in. But you know, I've found a lot of uh, information, got a lot of guidance from shamanic plant medicines as well, you know. But the reality is that, like, you know, this all to me seems like a big program that's that's going on. So with the vaccines, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, vaccines aren't a product that, you know, that that you can really rush from what I understand. I mean, in 1976, the government tried to rush a swine flu vaccine. That didn't go so well. That's how a lot of people died. Yeah, you know, and it, it's just it's it's frustrating to be on the independent media and just want to report on people because, like, I, I have I have in the past I've been able to heal myself, but in the past I've had a compromised immune system. I've had autoimmune diseases, I've had uh, you know candida that's been crippling for you know year two years of my life. You know, so when they're out there telling you right now that the the whatever vaccine they've come up with this week, because just three weeks ago they were saying that all the latest vaccine tests were harming people you know like 70 80 percent of the people in those studies had had adverse reactions for, you know whether they were mild from headaches or whatever to more to, to more severe things but you know so here we are we're supposed to believe that that that's the only way out and it's dangerous it's just dangerous like people with people with with sensitive immune systems aren't being allowed to consider the impact that uh, you know taking and literally an experimental chemical concoction would have on their their health and if you've ever if you've ever been in a situation where your health is compromised chronically man it sucks it is really really hard to to get out of that quicksand it's really really hard i mean i have friends that have hypothyroidism you know hashimoto's disease and stuff and it's like i mean 
the search for cures, the search for healing. I've, I've got a friend with Lyme disease who's been, you know, is, is he supposed to take the vaccine? Is he supposed to inject that into his body? You know, when he's for literally been like cripplingly, like his body's been withering Jeez. away for the last five years. I, when I look at Bill Gates, I, I just get the creepiest feeling. And it just, it literally looks like, I feel like he's, he's death. And I wonder if he's doing this specifically to take the dumb people off the planet. Because for some reason, people are like, oh, you know, if you take the vaccine, it, it'll stop. Like, you really think this thing is going to stop? You really think that this is what this whole thing is about? That Because, you know, 99.9% .9 of the people who get this thing live. And if you had a vaccine yeah. that was 99.9% .9 effective, that would be considered like the greatest vaccine of all time. Right. I just don't get it. Do, mean, do you think that Bill Gates is here to, to come to take the, the the dumb people off the planet? Because I, mean, I mean, when I uh, when I think of when I think of Bill Gates, yeah. I think about this this other dynamic that's that's going on here that's all around us right now, man. It's what's really like. I hear some people call it calling it gaslighting, you know, by the media, by the culture in general, or you know, just plain old. Um, just plain old like misdirection. Like they're not, you know, they're not. They're they're basically telling you that things that happened aren't happening. A good example of that is you know the Klaus Schwab, the chairman or whatever of the World Economic Forum, is running around. The he new Doctor Evil, it. yeah. He wrote a book about it. He's got all kinds of documents on his website about it. They've got promotional videos about it. It's called the Great Reset. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's all out there. But the New York Times today wants to tell you that. Talking about the Great Reset as a conspiracy theory. Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister, what is he, Prime Minister of Canada, just the other day, talking about, oh, this uh, this COVID gives us an opportunity for a Great Reset. And like I said, what, you know, regarding my mom, like this stuff doesn't just happen in the last few months. They're not like, oh, holy crap, this is a great opportunity for a reset. They're literally like, we want to reset everything. How can we make that reality come to pass? You know, and so. Yeah, and so this this whole idea of gaslighting and 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 Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates has said he, he has said himself that he would like to see uh, you know a reduction in population growth you know i've never heard him say a, a reduction in population you know if you take if you say those words explicitly that sounds more explicitly like a, a eugenics campaign or a desire to you know uh, euthanize some some portion of the human race but but he has talked openly and regularly about his desire to see a world with fewer people in it. And the way to address that is through population, you know, dress, addressing that through population growth. And the way to do that could be through vaccines because vaccines will allow uh, children to live longer, which will uh, cause people in third world country, countries to have fewer children. Okay. They're, they're gaslighting you. They're not telling you that Bill Gates stands behind that agenda when they talk about vaccines. They're not, you, you can, you're not allowed to, to, to mention that. Right. So, so when I think of Bill Gates, I just see this massive campaign to just just uh, uh, you know throw someone up there, pretend like he's something that he's not, and you know you know as well as I do, where we have a mainstream, a celebrity worship type culture. There's you know we, in our culture is the cult of celebrity, and so Bill Bill Gates fits that right now. So he's the spokesperson, you know. So I don't know personally. Personally, uh, when I think of Bill Gates, it just I, I get. These visions of these like um, you know, these diabolic, you know, comic book, <laughs> you know, evil people that just don't have enough and just want to rule the world. Yeah, it's just more really terrible. More more. Like you know, one thing um, I talked about. Say one point said you were addressing. You got a chance to meet some men that were talking about, you know, talking to a conference about men. Right. And right. 
think we see eye to eye in this thing, but I just feel that we have so many uh, cowards in the culture. I'm bringing it up again. It's not just people. It's not yeah, just people, yeah. just, especially the men. Like, uh, very feminine men, very, um, you know, I'm in touch with my feelings. Yeah, you sure, you know, be in touch with feelings, but also make sure, you know, you be strong. You be strong because, you know, we, we need this to have a strong society. Can you just talk about your experience um, in talking to men and, uh, you know, what do you think that, uh, what's going on with that? Do you think that we're, we're getting fundamentally weaker? And that's that's such a that's such an interesting topic to think about because maybe you can help me with this quote, but it's it's something about like strong men create um, good times, <laughs> good times create weak men, weak men create uh, you know like bad times, bad times create tyranny. You know, it's just this this circle. You know, like definitely there's a culture war going on right now, Ryan. You know, and this this push for feminism and stuff is out there, and and uh, I try not to get too sucked into any of that, but but. The the I the male identity is definitely to me it feels like it's under attack now. Maybe that's maybe that's has a lot to do with our education system. We've been just trained to do the wrong things. I don't know, but there is definitely like a a, a feeling of um of uh you know when I talk about doing jujitsu and somebody mentions toxic masculinity or if I bring up something that like uh, someone like Jocko Willink said right like that's a, that's a tough guy Navy SEAL guy right like. I admire people like that. I admire people of all walks of life. But when you talk about someone and they and they, they say that's a you know an example of toxic masculinity, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it that way. But in 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 my experience, I recently this is what I was telling you about uh, prior to this call. But I, I recently had an opportunity to go to a men's gathering, and that's not something that I've I've ever really been uh, part of in the past. And uh, it was a weekend gathering. There was probably like 50, 50, 60 guys there. And so I got to meet a lot of people and we got to have a talk. You know, we got to have lots of talks and lots of, uh, you know, different kinds of uh, ceremonies and, and, you know, workshops and stuff for men. And, and I just felt like my perception is that, that somehow men are, believe that, the, that their role is to sit back now and watch as, as things unfold and that things will be on okay. Like their, their job is to kind of hold space and hold a vibe. And so a lot of these guys that I was talking to, you know, you, you, you try, you would try to, um, find out where they stand on, on a simple issue, on a simple issue, like, uh, you know, the freedom to assemble, right. There was a, there was a guy there at this event from, from Los Angeles. And at the time, Los Angeles had a, you know, no assembly in your house rule, no six people. Well, the gathering we were having would have been illegal. They would have had, you know, the legal authority to come into our house, guns blazing, you know, come into our space, guns blazing. And I guess arrest us all for, for hanging out and talking together. And when I brought this up, I just noticed that a lot of men, they just, they just kind of glazed over that. And I think, I think really what that says to me is that, is that when they hear stuff like that, when they, when they hear, uh, these callings, uh, you know, to to live up to this role of protector of sheepdog, to you know, to to pay attention to these things, to be, to be strong men. I think that like we've been trained in a lot of ways to to avoid that level of responsibility in our world, and so to me, it has a lot to do with just personal responsibility. And I think that begins with the individual. You know, is the individual taking responsibility for their own qual- the quality of their own lives? And once a person learns to master their own mind and learn to master their own selves and their own life, then you can start to have a positive effect on uh, the world around you. But right now, I just think so many men are, are confused about what it is the hell they're supposed to be doing, You know, what it is that a man's life is supposed to be about. And the really cool thing that I think uh, I see right now, Ryan, is I see that energy kind of flipping. I see more people stepping up and saying things like, hey, wait a minute. We like manly men, you know, like Candace Owens, 
I don't know if you saw this the other day, but massive uproar. Candace Owens, the conservative uh, commentator, she, you know, she posted, yeah, she posted something about, you know, um, I think it was Harry Styles in Vogue magazine, you know, styling, you know, all these elaborate women's dresses. And she was like, oh, God, give me a break. Bring back manly men. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They're trying to make like it a fashion sense. Like, oh, you make can wear a dress. No. What are you doing? Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, right. exactly. Age. Yeah, yeah. And personally, I, I don't really care, man. I, I I feel so often, Ryan, like I feel like I don't fit in in this world, except maybe in the role of as like a bridge. Like I, I just I'm able to bridge so many different so many different perspectives and paradigms in my life. And I have I have extremely liberal friends. I have plenty of friends that are you know gay or from the LGBTQ community. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, I, I have friends who are cops, detectives, soldiers, um, you know, just you know, civil servants here in town, you know. So I, I would definitely say that the, the the idea of personal responsibility, I see that the people that I would consider my conservative or, or less liberal leaning friends definitely seem to have like a, a, a stronger barometer towards uh, taking personal responsibility, you know, taking action in favor of, you know, you know, positive outcomes. And uh, on the liberal side, I see there's there's definitely some weakness there. Now, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> you know, you call them cowards. Uh, I think that it's a collective psychosis. It's something about that. And these people, like a child or immaturity. I don't know what it, I don't even care about anyone's political perspective. You, you came to the beginning of the show, like you know, you want to do what you want to do and be left alone. And you've got these other people that just won't leave you alone. And I just what, I, what if what if you what if you thought about it in terms of of personal growth. Um, you know, one of uh, one of my great uh, shamanic elders, tenth um, generation Bwiti shaman from Africa. You know, he he, he talks about the this idea that when a human being um, begins to abuse themselves, uh, whether it's through drugs or alcohol or self abuse or even like negative thinking or allowing themselves to fall into depression or anxiety, when they when they begin to abuse themselves, they're abusing um, life. And and at that moment, that that when they when they begin to do that at that moment their spiritual growth their spiritual evolution stops and so i've seen this i've experienced this in my own life when i was young i went through a went through, through lots of trauma with the family divorces uh, you know lots of violence in my house uh, I, I suffered you know i suffered abuse at so the hands sorry. of family members for a long time and uh, you know really took me till just the last few years to really understand what really happened and how that really affected me right but at the moment those things happen like someone's spiritual growth stops their soul disconnects from their body, right? Their soul disconnects from their their three D, you know, personality, and their 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 body may grow up, but their soul is still that young child looking for whatever like love and acceptance and you know just w- whatever piece it needed to have a safe space to live up to its potential. And so I I kind of wonder like if if not just the spiritual growth but the the maturity of men or people in general hasn't been very just derailed and cut off and and just like confused, you know, in part by the education that you know the, the things that we train ourselves for, you know, we train ourselves to work and do jobs and and uh, you know make things right, you know, like I said, solve problems, <laughs> you know, that's what we we train ourselves to do, but we don't really. We don't really receive guidance in, in developing relationships. We don't really receive guidance in, in um, developing a, a healthy self-image, right? We don't really receive guidance in understanding how the subconscious mind influences the personality and the, the outcomes in someone's life. You know, we don't receive guidance in how habits – yeah, I mean just the general idea that, that 
maybe there's nothing wrong with these people. Maybe they just they just need a, a help. Like you know, they just need someone to help them along to figure out how it is they begin studying themselves. You know, my the same the same uh, uh, Buiti shaman that I mentioned. Uh, this is an, an aboga shaman. Aboga is a plant medicine, a shamanic plant medicine from Africa. It's the the, the root of a of the uh, it's the bark of a root of a little shrub that grows in the rainforest. And when you ingest it, when you eat it in pretty good doses, it can send you on a spiritual journey that can last for 12 to, I've experienced it for up to 36 hours, where you're in a visionary state and your your eyes are closed, but you're seeing a movie screen of your life and of the world in front of you. So you can access different timelines. You can access, um, you can access ancestors. You can access ancestral lines, you know, your lineage, the people that came before you, and you can get a glimpse into the future. But you know, uh, their perspective, they, they use that medicine to study life and they consider the individual like the, 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 a person to be life. You know, we look around and we say, what is life? It's the tree, this and that, but we're also life. We are nature. Like if, if, you know, to abuse nature is to abuse ourselves, you know, but, uh, my teacher says, you know, what happens outside of us, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what, what we learn on the outside of us has nothing to do with us. You know, like, well, like if, if we only take that information the stuff that we picked up from the external influences, the education, the programming, the media, everything, if we only try to react and, and act on that, we're not going to be fully equipped to be happy. And I, are these people that you're talking about, do any of them seem happy to you? No. And I feel like, you know what? I know this is probably not the most thing to do. I'm glad they're unhappy. Like, cause you know what? They're assholes. And this is where you and I differ. <laughs> you have got a much bigger heart and some people that are listening have a much bigger heart. I can't stand it. I'm at this point right now where I'm like, look, you've had you have access to all the same information that, that I do. We we can all you know go online and look at things. There's got to come to a point where you have to accept personal responsibility. I feel like there's such right. an abdication of personal responsibility. So yes, are they unhappy? Yes, but you know what it is? <laughs> their unhappiness is is trying to get on me, and I don't want their unhappiness to get on me. It's like you know what? I went through the time. I did my time. I yeah, put yeah. my hours in. I, I, I you know, transcended my stuff. I'm still working on it. But if you don't want to do it, I don't want to get your stuff on me. And, you know, the reason why I think this way is, is because uh, when I feel it. And also, you know, I've had people who have had near-death experiences on the show that said, you know what? It doesn't matter. You, you can do it good. Matter. You can do bad. You're all going to the same place. I'm like, well, if I'm going to the same place and I don't want to deal with anyone's crap. <laughs> if, I, cause, if I help someone out and, do, yeah. and do, listen to their crap, if I don't help them out, I'm not going to get into a higher place in heaven. So that's yeah. the way I look at it. <laughs> Oh my God, man. It's so true. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, at this point, seriously, like we do, we do need to protect ourselves. We do need to like, I feel very much what's that, what's going on is, is an energetic battle. You know, people are calling it spiritual warfare. Um, you know, definitely very much is about like conservation of your own energy and, and, and like learning how to direct your energy towards things that are, that are you know important to you. It's so easy to get sucked into what's going on out there. You know, and, and so I, I think like the reason maybe that I differ from you on that, that thing is because I've seen so many people change, man. I've been a part of so many deep changes in people's, people's lives. I mean, not just like, you know, like the story about waking times, which, you know, started as a blog in 2011. It's just turned nine years old, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Thank Congrats. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I never had any, I never, yeah, just, I, I set out, I just wanted to help people. I wanted to, my original intention was to help people who had started began to wake up to the reality that the world is very much controlled and manipulated. Whether it's the banking system, you know, like learning about how uh, you know 
any of the conspiracy stuff, like learning about how the American empire actually works, learning about uh, how the, you know, the, what the war on drugs is really about, you know, basically waking up to like, oh, all these great things that are being pitched to me are really derailing a whole lot of people, <laughs> you know, really screwing up a whole lot of lives and killing a lot of people. And I wanted to help people like, like get from that because once you, once you go down that road and once you, once you find yourself in that rabbit hole, hallelujah, thank, thank goodness, first of all, because uh, that's that dark night of the soul that's going to wake you up. You need to know. You can't change without knowing what the truth is. Like it's impossible. And so I wanted to help bridge, to help take people from learning about that reality to learning about uh, the inner reality, how the inner reality is actually more important, how all of these things really messed up our inner world. And that's why we see all these manifestations like, you know, like the, the, the overwhelming use of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. I mean, there's so many salves that we're putting on uh, when, when, when really all we really need to do is a, a little bit of work. We just need to maybe spend a little time with the right guides and and learn a little bit about ourselves, learn what makes ourselves tick, you know, but without that, it's, it's, we're totally lost, you know? So I've seen lots of people change and I don't, uh, I don't I, like to, I don't like to give up on people, okay. but dude, it is, it's hard. It's, it's, yeah, just, it's a slow I, process. I guess that's what it is. I, it's the, it's a will for, I just see people, you know, just, submitting to tyranny so quick, quickly without even a fight I guess human beings are programmable but at the same time it's like if you're just a human being and you, you don't have that spiritual presence I understand it man but like you look you look at a robot you program a robot and a robot does something it's not supposed to have it but you are in a physical body you're an, an you know, eternal being within that body and there's got to be something in there that just got it's got to be beyond the mind and I, I just I don't know I feel like I expect more. I expect people. I want people to expect more to me. And I feel like, you know, we, we got to be stronger. There was an article that appeared at Waking Times, which, by the way, love going there. I've been going there for a long time. It was an article that you were talking with a gentleman. Uh, his name is, it was about Rob, Rudolf Steiner. He was describing the hostile spiritual beings who feed off our fear and anxiety. I wonder if you can talk about that a little bit. Do you think that uh, right now what is going on was purposely planned? Like this whole COVID thing was planned in order for these, you know, beings to come down and have a field day on the fear with people that we were basically being uh, cannibalized or something by interventional beings? Because it seems like people are in fear 24-7. And if these beings are feeding off of us, man, they are. They're eating good right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's steak and asparagus night on planet Earth, huh? Um, yeah, you know, to be like completely honest with you, um, I find like so much of that, man, when I get, when I get too far out there, when I start trying to speculate or surmise on what, you know, whether it's the archons or whoever's out there that's, that's feeding on us, like, man, man, there's certain narratives and and threads of information that you can follow down that, down that path. And, and, uh, it's really fascinating to me, but I, I've had a hard time figuring out like how it's practical and useful. You know, like, I don't know, it's not really like that helpful to me to contemplate that we're all being fed off of like, by these, like, you know, like these archons, like the whole human race is being set up. But that said, what I'm noticing, and I've talked to several people about this recently, I'm noticing like what a psychic attack, what that kind of assault on your fear and anxiety looks like, you know, so in a sense, I, I feel like that's definitely real, but, okay. but like to speculate about like the origins of it or the scale of it or like who's actually involved, like, I, I don't know. But when I like just sit with myself in my own mind, I can tell on a day-to-day basis now because I've trained myself well enough. But I can tell on a day-to-day basis right now when the thoughts I'm thinking just don't seem like mine. Have you ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. I feel you know, like it would be plugged in. Yeah. Right. Where, where does that where does that come from? I think it, I wonder if it's coming from when people are sending you negative energy and that they're sending you negative energy and then it just manifests in the form of a thought. I was getting attacked uh, recently. Somebody was, was attacking me. One of my friends pointed out. She said, oh, yeah, you're being attacked. And she was able to, to work around the energy. <laughs> but it, it stopped once you worked on it. Right. So you don't need to know. Right? You don't need to know about the whole history and fate of the human race in order to identify what's going on in your own mind and, and fix it. And that's my point. So what Rudolf Steiner's getting at, he's, he's basically saying that, like, yeah, the negative emotions, fear and anxiety. I think most people intuitively sense and feel this like, yeah, it's it's food for something that's that's <laughs> it's it's food for <laughs> something that doesn't have my best interests yeah. at heart, you know, and. Uh, you know, Rudolf Steiner, a lot, a lot of really, really interesting stuff to think about. And but, but, I mean, you could go deeper and deeper into anthropomorphism, and and it's it's fascinating. But on just a practical level, like what I take away from you know something like that is like, hey, pay attention to your emotional body. To pay attention to to what your emotional state is, because you don't, if you're not aware, you don't really know how you're affecting others or being affected, allowing yourself to be affected by others. Right. So, I mean, people are people are different. You know, there's different there's different ways to explain the human personality or to like try to define human personalities. And and a friend of mine introduced me to the human design system. I don't know if you're if you're if you're familiar at all with that, but yeah. you are. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, I find it very, very uh, um, it's very interesting to me. It's it's very been, been very been very insightful for me to learn about myself. But one of the concepts in there that I find very very interesting is this concept of having an empty or an undefined center in your body. So for example, like me, like my human design is that I'm a projector, right? I'm a guide. I, I I'm a person that helps people find the answers within themselves. Right. That's that's really what, where my purpose is. But as a projector, I have what's what human design considers to be an undefined uh, sacral center. And I never understood this, Ryan, until someone sent me a link to some human design stuff and it just uh, it totally jibed. But but having an undefined center, right, means that I'm, I'm receiving and I'm taking in and I'm 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 allowing things from the outside world to affect my mind, affect my behavior, affect my personality without even really noticing it. And so it's kind of like the, the value of looking at what Rudolf Steiner is talking about is, is, is you, you learn to see that like the, the importance of self-awareness, the importance of developing control of your own mind, like the importance of being able to, to recognize immediately when, you're, when your thoughts are on the wrong path and then being able to redirect them towards things that are moving you towards your own benefit. Or that are helping your community, right? To be able to do that inside of your own mind—that's that's that's the power to change the entire world. That's really awesome. Uh, maybe if we do that, you know, I guess prior to this year, I always I, there was talks about oh, there's going to be a shift. There's going to be a seismic shift. The world's going to be changing, and it's going to have all this major thing. I, do you feel that? Do you sense that there is some kind of greater thing that's going to be happening this year, or is? Um, We've talked about it on our show before. If this is the evil's last stand, because they they they're pushing this great reset, there's going to be this great reset, and all this stuff's happening. And 
some people like Lark and Rose will say no, no, this is not going to happen. Then then Chris Dwayne will say, okay, no, this crash is going to happen. We're going to have this big economic collapse, and then it, they'll never be able to pull it off. But then I also think about well, they've had technology from UFOs for fifty years, and apparently they've got all this technology they haven't shared with us. If in a zero point energy. They've got access to the things that will defy gravity. So I imagine they've they've got the technology available. And then this guy Klaus Schwab's talking about merging people in with machines. So yeah. I don't know, like I'm seeing feeling all this information. Do you feel that they'll be able to pull it off, that they'll be able to pull off this great reset, or that they'll fail, or maybe humanity will go in a different direction? Because you did mention at the top that humans, uh, you know, they can be programmed. They're also workers, but I also wonder if there's that part of humans that also can defy and be chaotic and maybe not do what they're told. Well, like I said, like that perspective that humans are programmable and that we're, we're um, problem solvers and stuff is, is someone else's. I think that there's a lot of merit to that, but I've, I feel like um, I'm a free, imaginative being. <laughs> you know, so what will happen? I mean, you know, like – I was reflecting on this the other day, like, you know, there's all this talk, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theorists. And it's really irritating because it's just a it's just a way to shut down critical thinking or even like commonsensical thinking at this point. And so having like like dug into this stuff years and years ago, I've already like prepared myself basically for the worst. I guess I feel like I've already like I've already done what I can and I feel like it's in other people's hands. So it gives me the opportunity to watch it and just help people in the way that I can. But I also look at the world as like a macrocosm of whatever's going on in the microcosm. So if you look at kind of like the, the things that people are experiencing, the fear, the willingness to you – know, the, the, the obedience, the willingness to acquiesce to this most ridiculous stuff. I mean Pennsylvania just mandated wearing your masks in your own home right now, right? So you're not – I mean – said you have to wear your mask in your own home. Today? Did you see that? No. Jeez. Just rolled it out. I guess people – The state of Pennsylvania. Wow. So, you, so what happens if you don't do it? People call the police on you? I don't know. I mean, literally, like, and that's you know, not to get derailed here, but that's that's you know, these are health mandates. So I don't really know what you know, teeth they have into them according to the law or how the you know, enforcement wise. But yeah, you're talking about literally, they just made it illegal to sit on your couch in your underwear breathing air. <laughs> so, I mean, doesn't get much more ridiculous than that than that. But anyways, the macrocosm to me, like the things that I've had to go through for my own personal evolution, are just they're terrible and that's what that's what soul that's what soul work is that's what soul growth is 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 finding out what your limits are and then pushing through right and it's the same thing with everything it's painful to to come up against your own boundaries right and so in the in the macrocosm yeah i mean people have like my mom said the last 20 years have been pretty damn good <laughs> they've done a good job of keeping the economy flow keeping that cheap money coming they've done a good job of keeping all those cheap Goods coming in, um, you know, over the seas from China. They've done a good job of, you know, like <laughs> keeping all the, the the scotch tape on the system, you know, the duct tape on the system to keep it all together, you know. But all of that's that's coming apart right now. So I feel like the the humanity as a whole needs a dark night of the soul. Not needs necessarily, but unfortunately, we're brutishly, impishly foolish in this regard. Like we need, you know, we need to be staring doom face to face, eye to eye before we're ready to turn the other direction. So in that regard, I don't have a lot of hope. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, and, and it, it depends on how you frame it, man. Like David Icke talks about this, like your perception is everything, right? There's so many narratives, like you're totally trying to control the narrative. That's what all the censorship perception is. About. I want to, you know, I want my kid to, to be okay. I want my family to be safe. 
and I think that being aware, being aware about what's going on, I just want to do whatever I can to be prepared for. Because I, I see a lot of people. I don't think they're aware of, of anything wrong with the economy. The economy is going to be fine. The, the life will continue. They're, they've got this major normalcy bias, and they just can't see a world around them collapsing. And then I, I've listened to a recent discussion by Chris Hedges, and Chris Hedges, he's been mm-hmm. to all these different countries, and he's talked about how he's seen the final stages of countries when they're about to, you know, to collapse. And he says America is the telltale sign of all that stuff. Now, he sees it. I wish I could see it a little bit better, but he definitely sees it. Most people think everything's fine. Most people have no clue what's going on. And what I'm concerned about is I'm concerned about those who didn't take the time to prepare themselves, those who didn't you know, challenge themselves. My God, they're going to have a rude awakening, unlike anything else. But I don't. I, I kind of want to be shielded from their debris field when they just you know, start imploding. I, I'm worried about that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> God, man, there is no guarantee that you're going to make it across the street later today, man. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like it's, every step we take is a risk, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, like I remember taking driver's ed when I was 15 and the driver's ed teacher told me, he's like, how many of you have almost had a head-on collision today? Nobody raised their hand. He's like, wrong. Every single one of you. Wow. <laughs> you know, like the amount of risks that we take all the time without even noticing it is, is, is pretty, pretty, pretty phenomenal. But like, like kind of maybe look at it this way, like. I have, a, I have a lot of uh, – just a lot of years of working with shamanic plant medicines, ayahuasca and, and iboga, which is the African tradition and the South American traditions. And, and a couple of like really, really amazing, just incredibly just proper, uh, you know, proper traditionally protocoled like, like uh, uh, retreat centers, really, really good people and, and lineages of like proper medicine teachers. And what's interesting is that like when people show up there, you know, for the first time that I've never done this and what, like, think about it, what compels a person to spend a bunch of money, you know, tell all their friends and family they're going to go do something by themselves, which people never do, uh, go to a foreign country, uh, way out into the jungle and do something that, that they've read is going to make them like puke or crap or, you know, make them going to like scream or something that's going to make them like, you know, completely lose their minds, right? Like human beings have this innate calling to wake up, right? But it doesn't get triggered in the same time in everyone's life and like the same forces don't trigger that but something happens with people and they start like moving towards that call and what i see right now is like many many people are moving towards that it's a slow and maybe someday it'll be a stampede and i really hope so but right now i see many people moving towards that call but when people go to ceremony they don't know what they're getting themselves into they don't really you know they don't know what they're in for and then what they find is they find uh that they, they you know they find that they're face to face with all of their shit, right? They're face to face with everything about themselves that's out of alignment, that doesn't add up, that doesn't make sense, that scares them, that's been frustrating them, that's holding them back, that's screwing up their lives, that's screwing up their relationships. They come face to face with all of this stuff. And and, and you, people who've had chronic, you know, maybe not chronic, but lifelong problems with addiction or lifelong problems with depression, anxiety, or you know, the what whatever, whatever it is, lifelong problems with porn addiction, you know, sexual addiction, whatever it is will come and experience these plant medicines. And once they get a chance to see what's actually going on inside of themselves, once it's all revealed, they can change overnight. So years and years and years worth of programming and habits can literally just flip overnight. I've seen it so many times, man. I've had just the tremendous honor to sit and facilitate ceremonies. And I've seen it I've seen it over and so over again. And what happens it, when, they, when they do the plant medicine? Because this is what I wonder. Do, do people come in here with challenges and what the, the plant medicine speeds it up? Or do... Does the plant medicine clear out all the the programming? What does it really do? I mean, from your perspective, um, it creates it creates to me like a filterless conduit 
to the the the, the real self. I mean, a bogan ayahuasca is substantively different in their their like effects and the type of information and whatnot that you get from. Them. But the thing that they have in common is they like when you when you take these with a proper ceremony if you're led in the proper way if you've done the proper diet if you've done the you know, proper mental preparation you've got your attentions aligned like it's it's a it's a very serious process if you do it right but when you go through this process what you find is you just find a clear channel to the source of yourself right once somebody once somebody gets a chance to like f- sit in a meditation with themselves and feel like actually feel what it is like to be a uh, basically light right you know to to be in in that much love to experience that much love and so much wisdom you know coming at you it's like to to be in that space is to know that everything else is illusion so it's very much like it just breaks apart things that people hold on to uh, beliefs programming indoctrination habits whatever uh, illusions delusions that we have about life it just cuts right through that by taking you to the source Okay, that's um, that's awesome. Yeah, the plant medicine that I've done, ayahuasca, has definitely changed my life. And one of the things we touched base upon earlier, talked about some of the crisis in men, the fact that, you know, men are now being, you know, sold on the idea that, hey, it's okay, you can wear a dress, it's fashionable, it's good, don't get in touch with your feminine side. The the, the Christmas gift of the year is to have a man wear a dress. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so funny. I know some people are going to be doing it too. Uh, oh my god because i i'm sure like women are like oh yeah this is great you look honey you look great in that dress uh, but come in, it's the warrior spirit one of the things i really admire about you is that you've got that warrior spirit and i think that one of your uh defining qualities of the warrior spirit is like you know, you're definitely um you're definitely way more grounded than i could ever be you're you're very compassionate which i wish i was more of you're on <laughs> you, definitely, you actually like people i like i don't know I guess after a few drinks, I like people. I love um, I love people, man. I've, I've said this before on other <laughs> other podcasts and stuff. But one of my teachers, when I asked him, I said, "What would it you know take for me to learn the ways of these plant medicines?" And he said, "Well, number one, you have to love people, and you do love people, so you're well on your way, son." <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, but regarding the warrior spirit, I mean, yeah. What are some I of the secrets? I'm, what are some of the ways to develop the warrior spirit? Because I feel like right now, for the foreseeable future, I, I don't know how long we have left. I, I mean. I really mean that because I don't know if, if the tyranny is going to up its ante and really start going after people who are pro-freedom. Maybe this is their takeover and this is we're here to witness this. Maybe this is part of our experience here. We're here to come to this planet, uh, witness and, and, and go. And I thought about it earlier today because you look at you know pigs. Pigs have very intelligent beings. They're very intelligent animals and yet they, they come, they never utilize any of their talents. They just come and they get slaughtered. So maybe we have the same destiny as farm animals or something with this. I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Life to me has been far more interesting than, than that so far. <laughs> but uh, how do you develop that warrior spirit though? Well, I mean, it's it's interesting if you if you look about how how does one develop the warrior spirit? I mean, the warrior spirit. When I really think about it now, it's like what is it? It's really a, a drive to to. It's like the drive to be better. It's the drive to be um, the master of yourself. You know, like I think that martial arts is 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 one of the main reasons. One of the main things that has changed and improved. And actually, I feel like kung fu saved my life many years ago. Um, but martial arts has been a huge part of my journey and. 
And the thing about martial arts is that like, I feel like it creates, it helps people to develop compassion for others because when you put yourself in a vulnerable state, like you're being choked out, like I practice jujitsu and you know, it's very routine for me to be in a situation where, um, if that person didn't have compassion enough to honor the sacred tap, they could just kill me. Like I couldn't do anything about it, you know, but exposing yourself, like putting yourself in situations where you have to like t test your boundaries and then understand what other people are made of is very important. You know, when I was in my twenties, I was, I had unhealthy diet. Um, uh, you know, hooked on like the media diet would come home every day and immediately turn on CNN or whatever, just have the cable TV running all the time. Very unhealthy lifestyle was video games, uh, drugs. I was, you know, had been through drug addiction and, and, uh, you know, just like your know, porn, all, all the crap that men get stuck into. I've been through all of that. And when I hit rock bottom, when, when I, when I needed help, I went to my doctor and, and he, you know, his only response was antidepressants, anti-psycho, anti-psychotic oh, meds. And, and he put me on those and I had, I mean, I literally had a physical reaction to the, to the medications that he took me. Like I, I went to my doctor, I was in, you know, suicidal at the very bottom of the lake for me. And I went to my doctor and he put me on, uh, this pills called geodone, an anti-psychotic medicine. And it caused like, it caused like leaking prostate fluid and all this weird stuff in my body. And I was like, yo doc, I'm leaking in weird places. This isn't right. And he says, oh, that's okay. There's side effects. You'll get used to them. Oh, okay. And then he sent me to a psychiatrist and I went to a psychiatrist and then, and then one appointment at that psychiatrist, that guy, that guy wanted me to take seven pills every day. For seven pills, seven pills. Like it was literally, and he had samples of all of them. I've, I've told the story a bunch of times and, and, uh, I'll skip some of the details for brevity, but, uh, the guy was crazy. He was a fighter bomber pilot in Vietnam. He admitted to me. I asked him point blank, how many people have you killed? He told me straight up, I've killed thousands of people. And then he sent me a 26 year old, um, out of, out of his office with seven pills. I said, how, do I, how long do you take these? He's like, well, forever, son, you've got chemical imbalances. Go forth and take pills. I walked out, looked at the sunlight in the parking lot, threw the pills in the trash and ended up about a week later in a martial arts studio. So martial arts actually really saved my life. That's been a big part of my journey. But like, I think everybody has the warrior spirit once that gets awakened, once it gets woken up, right? And you know, you've heard of the sleep, you know, don't wake the sleeping giant, don't wake the sleeping yeah. lion. Like we all have that. Like we're all, we're all lions. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, most of the time we get triggered about superficial things, unfortunately. Right. But but most of us have that like burning desire to live and be better and do better and help and serve. And so uh, whatever it takes for people to 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 awaken that within within themselves. And that's really like where my my work is going now and in the future is I want to help people directly like one on one awaken that within themselves. But but, uh, you, you know, it's. To me, it's a matter of of connection, connection to that energy, man, to that warrior spirit energy, you know. And you talked about what's going to happen with tyranny, this and that, man. I, I'm here to tell you, Ryan, like <laughs> none of that stuff is going to go down without an actual, real, bloody fight. I feel very strongly that I I don't know what the tipping point will be. I mean, I thought it would have came years and years ago, so, but, I, but yeah, but I don't know what the tipping point will be. And, you know, I think my mom's comment sums it up. Oh, the last 20 years have been good. Well, the getting's not good anymore. The economy's not good anymore. The living's not good anymore. They just took all that away from us. Took away Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, you can't. It's not, right. So unbeknownst to jerks like Klaus Schwab, uh, there's a lot of people here in this particular country who do want to see uh, you know, like who do want to see freedom remain 
on this planet. And so many people feel like America is the last bastion of freedom. I, personally, like we're a long way away from what actual freedom would be, could be, should be. But maybe it's the best damn thing we got right now. You know, but like none of that's going to go down, dude. I'm telling you, man, I've, I've, <clears throat> I've been a rifle marksmanship teacher. I've, I've, I've spent time, you know, teaching people how to shoot, running shoots in Texas, uh, Washington state, Montana, Idaho. Uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of good everyday normal people who have in the last 10 plus years, uh, 20 years, uh, taken the time to learn how to effectively and properly exercise their Second Amendment rights. And I don't think that – I don't know what the outcome will be and I don't know what the trigger will be. But I know that like freedom's not going to completely fall without an actual fight. So Battle. Well, I, I, hope we, I hope we do it. And I don't know. I get, again, I appreciate your, your response. And my frustration is just – I see so much potential. Like people really do have the capability of all the kind of standing together, and they, they keep on being. They keep on pushing how different they are and how politically different they are. I'm like, like if you just believe in the idea that you don't want to do harm and you want to be left alone, that should be something that should unify 100 percent of the people. Because if everyone does their own thing, then no one is infringed upon. But then you have that portion of the population that wants to infringe upon them. So uh, when it comes to the programming, I guess people can be susceptible to being ruled over by, but. What is the reverse programming on that? Is there anything that uh, people like uh, you and I can do or other people than alternative media can do to reach others to trigger them to finding their own path? I mean, I guess mm. I'm more, I feel more compassionate towards people than just talking to you. <laughs> See, you see, good, that's what it is. You, yeah, you've had a positive effect. Yeah, yeah I, I guess, I guess, I can spare people now because of Dale, Dale, that's Joe, awesome. Joe, 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 we can't. Have, but what can we do? What can you what we do that would be like the opposite of getting people scared and uh, helping them find their potential? If you look at, if you look at like the social media stuff, which is just ridiculous, but everybody's trying to express themselves, express their opinions. Everybody's trying to influence the world by voicing. You know their 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 perception of what's going on in the world, you know, and and because my background, like the things that really have lit me up, the things that really like taught me the most, or a lot of the time I've spent with shamans, like like the main skill that I see uh, that a shaman has is the skill of deep perception and the ability to like apply, like to like intensely apply attention. Now that to me seems like the inverse of what we're being led towards here, right? We're, 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 we're being told like there's narratives that we're supposed to jump onto. We're just supposed to uh, perceive things in the way that they're being, we're being told they are right. And we're supposed to be insanely distracted. We're, you know, everything that we take in is supposed to have like, you know, text scrolling across the bottom. It's supposed to be in sound bites. There's lights flashing. There's all the hypnotism going on. There's all of that, that stuff going on. So like the antithesis to all of this is, is, is like the cultivation of like your own perception, like the, the ability to apply your attention to where it needs to be. So how do you, how do you reach people to do that? I think honestly, man, I feel like people are looking for this right now because look what just happened, man. They just pulled the rug on everything that was, you know, almost everything that was distracting people. So I, I know Ryan, like you're having, you're seeing quite a bit of success in the view, in the, you know, the listenership of your radio show. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you attribute. I mean, you have some amazing guests. You know, you. Congratulations to, to you on that. But, but I think that people in general are like, you know, like what are they supposed to do now? What are they supposed to do? So people are ready for this. So I don't know. However, 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 you can you can reach people and 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 try to ignite their, 
you know, that warrior spirit within them, you know? And the cool thing is I see so many people doing this. Like I've got friends, I've got friends that are coaching people. I've got some friends in Australia that are working on specific issues like masculinity for men. And, and it's amazing how many people are reaching out and looking for this kind of guidance. I mean, I feel strongly that, that what's going on right now is that like the collapse of, of all these paradigms are, are just falling and people don't understand what's happening and how it's affecting them. And so, whereas we've been trained to go, uh, you know, educate in a particular system to do a particular thing, and then you go do that particular thing, and we, we, you know, we've been told for so long that if we do that thing, we're going to get these results, we're going to get this measurement of success or this amount of dollars or what have you, and everything's falling apart. And now, couple that with the fact that with the internet, you could learn anything that you want to learn. So the type of knowledge that people are after right now is completely shifting. People are realizing that okay, the system isn't what I thought it was. I've trained my whole life to operate in the system and now I'm lost. I have no purpose. I have no clarity on my life. I don't understand what I'm here to do and I'm not connected to my own purpose. I'm not connected to my family, to my community, to the world around me. Like, so there's this deep, deep, deep disconnect. So I think it's a lot, a lot easier right now than maybe, maybe you think it might be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I also haven't uh, traveled. I haven't been to other countries and I haven't done all those things. You know what? You said something the other day when we spoke that, I started doing a little bit more, and it comes to waking up in the morning. Because when I usually wake up in the morning, mm. I just wake up, I roll out of bed, and I roll right in the office. I start pounding coffee, and I go. And I wake up in the morning. I say a couple of prayers. I'm very thankful for my family and their safety. But uh, people just talk about the negative effects of just of doing that. And what are some of the things that you do in the morning? Well, the best way uh, the best way for me to talk about that, really talk about anything, is like through my own experience. Um, you know, I started. Kung Fu and Tai Chi and the internal art of Qigong many, many years ago. Um, I've probably been training those for close to 16, 17 years maybe. And, and those are disciplines, like they're practices, like they're things that you go to and you practice regularly. And through that regular practice, you're always working on something, you're always improving something. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a path towards steady progress. That helped me. That saved my life. I took that with me when I lived in Costa Rica for seven years in my thirties. I took that with me, and, and you know, like that energy of constantly cultivating your your mind body connection is very, 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 um, very, very, very empowering. My my son he grounds me quite a while. I look at, I look at this kid. I love him. He smiles at me, and I and he just my whole world like completely melts away. So I mean. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I, 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 cool I get, yeah, I got the I got the fight or flight syndrome. I say most of the time during the day, I'm I'm reacting. I mean, I'm, I got this um, yeah, fight or flight yeah. responding to this tyranny. Man, I can I I had a, I had a situation occur last week that was very very powerful for me. Uh, a, fr- a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, called me, and their son was having a severe what seemed to be like a spiritual crisis, and they didn't know what to do, and they they called me over there, and you know their son had had some experiences that scared them for certain reasons. I don't want to get into the details, but but uh, their son, who was 19 years old, was was like totally freaked out. They thought he thought he was going to die. He couldn't leave his mother's side for like three. It was like three days on. He wouldn't leave his mother's side, and and uh, and. Uh, so I, I was like, let me just come over and just hang out and see what happens. We had to come and hang out. And, and I talked to him for just a little bit and, and realized exactly what you said, man. He's in, he's in the, the fight or flight mode. You know, his, his, uh, his nervous system is, is working against him at this point. Right. And so, 
okay, let's do this. Lay down on the floor. Let's activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Let's just breathe for a little bit. You know, let's activate, let's get in deep into your breath, do some belly breathing, activate your vagus nerve. And what you find is that physiologically you can pull yourself out of that flight or flight response like really, really, really quickly if you have the tools and you, and, and, and you use the tools. And so, yeah, I mean, in, in, in your case, like the fight or flight thing, I mean, I was feeling that very, very heavily for a good part of the year. Fight really? or flight. Really? So yeah, abs- absolutely. Jeez, because I've I've been feeling that for a lot longer than a year, for like for close to ten years, and I was trying to identify it, and I used to always get, um, I was condemning, I was wondering if it was part of some kind of trauma that I had, and then that, and then I was thinking, going really deeply, and I, I know what I'm responding to. I, when I see a case of injustice, I mm. immediately become enraged, and that's what it is. I just respond, and I and I, I feel like there's a lot of people. In, beings can't defend themselves so i just i feel like i feel enraged and i want to do something and i don't know what was your situation with it <laughs> why was it happening for you i mean because i wasn't i wasn't doing what i knew i needed to be doing right i wasn't taking care of myself in a proper way you know it's, it's, it's as simple as that it's so easy to forget that we're like you know metaphysical beings you know so it's easy to it's, it's easy in this western culture this society to think that everything happens in our head and it's just not true you know, like I, I know myself well enough. Like I have to spend time outside every day exercising. I do martial arts. I do yoga. I just I run. I you know swim. I like every morning now. You know, I go to to Tai Chi and Qigong at the park. You know, and and it's just like if you just one time in your life have that that moment where you're like, oh wait, without a doubt, I recognize that I just controlled my nervous system. I just switched myself out of that mode of fight or flight, and now I'm relaxed. Right. But once you understand that you have that control, like it's kind of, you know, like it's, it's, it's just there. Like you have to use it. And, you know, I, I, Diane, I talked to, I talked to a woman that I met recently and she had just going through everything. Like her brother died, her mom died this year, lost her job, divorce. I mean, everything coming at her all at once. And she's like, I, like my life is 100% anxiety this year. That's all I can do. You know, it's like, all I, I think of, I tried taking, I tried tra- taking the, the benzodiazepams and, you know, I've tried taking all that. Nothing works. It's still there. It's, 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 it's a current, it's an energetic current that moves through your nervous system. It's a physical thing. And so she and I talked for a long time about, you know, yeah, you got to You got to be doing the meditation. You've got to be doing the yogic breathing or the sun salutations or whatever it is that you do that, that, that works on your nervous system right now. Do you think that those fight or flight syndromes might also be energies that are coming in? Because uh, I just had this uh, yes, feeling of something yes. that you were, you know, you're, if you're connecting, you know, I always, I always ask and I try to ask for, for signs and guidance. Um, I think that if you, if you don't have the tools, if you, if you haven't, if you're not as connected to your body and your physiology as you could be, then it's easy to perceive everything as coming from outside. And, and, and like, it's the same thing with like the victim mentality of anything like, Oh, okay. I have less control over this than, than, than I want to, or I should have. But again, if you have the tools, if you've been through this, you can easily ex- have the experience of, of shutting these feelings down, shutting those things down. You know, like a big part of my journey has been Qigong, which is the, the you know, it's a Chinese, it's a, Vast, vast system of exercises, movements, meditations, uh, visualizations, a uh, vast, undefinable system that 
people it helps people to work with the chi, the life force energy in their body to achieve like optimum health, longevity, and that sort of thing. But in in my practices, I've done I, I did a really esoteric system once, and it's called Golden Shield. It took me like two and a half years to complete the first level of it. But the idea was that you're 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 using your energy, you're developing your personal energy in a way that you have you're able to protect yourself from outside influences, stress, disease, coronavirus, <laughs> uh, violence, whatever it is, you know. And in in the beginning, when I started this, my teacher was like, "Yo, if 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 you're gonna do this practice." Um, it's going to change your life in ways that you probably might think you don't want it changed right now. It's going to completely change your energetic makeup. It's going to shake up your relationships, your careers, uh, your self-image. It's going to shake all of these things up. But what you're going to be left with is a very powerful packed container, a shield to protect yourself. You'll know yourself and you'll be able to protect yourself. And uh, went through this process over a couple of years and, and, and my teacher had said like, this is the kind of thing that you don't understand how it works until you're in a situation and it just does what it's supposed to do. And so like he, he said, I've had students report to me being in situations where they're being mugged or robbed and all of a sudden the attacker just turns away and, and runs or, you know, like somebody that's initiating violence just can't seem to like, they just lose their will, their, their intent to harm. And I had an experience like that, and and I was I was on a beach in Costa Rica at nighttime with with my best friend, and we got we got robbed at gunpoint, and I went entirely white, felt this sort of like white kind of bubble around me, all fear was just completely vanished, and then the attackers were completely concentrated on my friend who was exhibiting like very strong fear, was very afraid, was cussing and freaking out, and then to me like they they were trying to like rob me and steal stuff from me, but they were like couldn't even touch me. Like they would run up to me to punch me. And then like their hand would just like stop. And they would, it was, it was very, very strange. But and they were attacking your friend. They were attacking your friend. No problem. Pushing him around. They had the gun on him. They were talking smack to him. And I thought, they, I thought they were going to shoot him. Right. And, uh, um, but with me, it's like, literally, it's like, I just had this bubble around me. But the point is, is that like, we don't understand. We've been trained in the wrong ways. We don't understand that we can, we are what we're really capable of on this energetic level. You know, Qigong is so critical to to getting a sense of like where your power is, like how uh, strong your body is, how strong your aura is, how strong your vibe is, how healthy your vibe is. It's such a it's such an empowering practice, an empowering way to look at life. So, I mean, yeah, like you know, like what what else what else can we do? Right? We can we can look and say, oh, okay. Um, the new world order is coming to get us or the archons are taking over or, <laughs> you know, like the, the gray aliens are here and, and all that, all that stuff is fascinating and it's worthy of consideration. I mean, God, we should be contemplating so many more grandiose things other than Trump or Biden for, crying uh, out. Like, no, what a, what a, you know what I mean? We have this grand imagination we should be using for all these things. And, but we just, we don't know that we're capable of, of, you know, this level of self-control, this level of self-mastery. So you know, man, it's like really like it's the time right now is to figure out what tools work for you and to put those tools into use. And I'm telling you, you're going to notice like if you just do the simple, the simple thing of not chiming into your computer the first thing in the day is is like it, it's ridiculously life changing right now. So stick that's, with it. That's probably cool. I'm going to do that. Mr. Dylan Charles, I want to thank you so much for being with us today, for sharing the wisdom and uh, for putting me in a, in a positive place because I swear to God Ooh, I, yeah. I, was, I was cranky I must have 
I didn't, I didn't have my uh, Metamucil earlier, but you Metamucil. can go to his website at wakingtimes.com. I go to the site all the time. Wonderful yeah. articles. Dylan, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Um, thank you, Ryan. It's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I appreciate it. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Ad Limits of the Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to my brother from another mother, Dylan Charles. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Constance Dallas, and our associate producer, Jenny Lemisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening.